1: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese
2: podcast. Oh, yeah. We just sold all our GameStop shares, which means next week's show will be live from the Bora Bora bunker, baby what's up boys and girls this is the chad and cheese podcast and i'm your co-host joel Shortseller cheeseman and i'm chad suicide watch hedge fund manager so and on this week's show raid and C isn't just a capital rioters battle cry baird gets bought and back by popular demand buy and sell baby let's do this Jobvite, the leading end-to-end talent acquisition suite.
3: Named a leader in ATS, recruitment, marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2.
1: Kim Beeg says Jobvite is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. Jolly good.
3: Jeffrey R says, candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. <laughs> Love that.
1: Results driven by AI.
3: Connections built by humans. Jobvite. Jobvite. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at Jobvite.com.
1: Yo,
2: Trippin' Tyler here oh, With yeah. our friend Montel Oh, shit Yeah! yeah. When it comes Selling to game job, shop sta- stairs do And it. doing yeah, yeah, cocaine yeah, yeah. and champagne all night, baby little Montel huh. Let's go uh, uh. Well, alright uh, so, This is totally funky I wake up and
1: check my phone No one got if back to me If you haven't seen the I'm
2: video for this you gotta, you gotta what's head what's out to YouTube people. up here
1: at <laughs> the scratch Perhaps there were uh, attachments uh, I forgot to attach Or let me guess You need a cross-reference Another reference is cross-reference at best I ain't applying for your C-suite cheap So why you need 12 weeks to get back to me? Cause your application is under review Along with 99 more And they ain't under you there it Plus in here talking shifts again <laughs> lunch With Carl and Tim, And my I'm
2: time I that job in before. feline delivery else. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so Here it comes. Chorus. Montel Jordan, kids. Hell yeah. Damn! <laughs> AMS in Hourly come out of the barrel hot with this hilarious video. Tripp and Tyler... If you don't remember, Tripp and Tyler actually did the the uh, conference call video when they were actually making fun of getting on conference calls. Oh, that's where was- I know
2: those guys yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Where, where where you come into the they conference room and they're like, no, no, you're on mute. You're on mute. Yeah. And there's actually somebody there that's like mouthing words. <laughs> so the guys are fucking hilarious. And they both they pull Montel Jordan in this this is this is awesome. I've been singing this stupid thing for weeks now.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. Hat tip to Hourly. Well done. Well yes. played, friends. Now, so. now, if we can just get Montel on the show, we'll, oh. it'll be complete. For oh, you. dude, dude. It has it has this kind of like lonely
1: island vibe. You know the Michael Bolton, yeah. the Michael yeah, Bolton, where yeah. he's like,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's my dick in a box. Oh, God. I felt like that, too. Yeah, that was very good. Nice. That was good. Very that nice. Very nice. Uh, well, we got a lot of show, dude. Let's uh, do. let's do some quick shout outs and yeah. get to the news, man. Who you got? I got something in the mail the other day. You did? Yeah. yeah was yeah. it more bourbon? You son of a bitch. You yeah. get more bourbon than I do. It,
1: yeah, but this is different. So Indeed sent me something. <laughs> was it a <laughs> d- p- pile of dog shit? Indeed sent you something? Oh, dude. So I got this flyer. And it's three simple ways to hire using Indeed. And I'm going to go through the three steps with you really quick. And three, way,
2: three steps. Three wow. st- yeah. It's just that wow. easy. You've been doing it wrong, everybody. It's yeah. only three steps. It's
1: just if you're using Indeed. So here it is. Step one, post a mm-hmm. job with clear requirements. Step two candidates delivered to you immediately. So what they're doing is they're dipping into their database mm-hmm. and all they're doing is matching against your your jobs. Yeah. And this in itself is a step where ZipRecruiter kicks their ass because <laughs> what happens is they're dipping into a bunch of candidates who haven't shown interest. They've only they're just in their database and the candidates haven't applied. Right. So ZipRecruiter, yeah. a little bit different. You put your job in, then it's blasted off to these individuals. Now, only when they say, yes, I'm interested and they apply,
2: mm-hmm.
1: will the employer see it. So the employer gets interested candidates quickly. Yeah. And these guys now indeed want you to now go through and ask them all to apply for the job. So it yeah. seems fast. And step three mm-hmm. is interview and hire Right from your dashboard here on Indeed. It makes it sound so simple, but ZipRecruiter and, and ZipRecruiter, just so everybody knows, they are not a sponsor, but their process, methodology, and technology blows this Indeed shit away.
2: <laughs> Speaking of blowing away, uh, I got to mention, not necessarily a shout out, but are you watching this whole GameStop? uh <laughs> pump and dump yes. short sell yes. David versus Goliath I mean it's yeah. any thoughts it's crazy It is crazy I
1: think it's it's interesting because you get all of these hedge fund fuckers who start uh, short selling things, and then yep. they start leaking things to press and investors and those types of things to be able to drive down the stock, which is what they want. They're they're selling mm-hmm. short, and these guys from Reddit they see they see it happening, and they start buying up all this stock. They start making money, and they start killing these hedge funds. So hedge funds lost. I, I, I don't know how much money they lost. It, it might have been in the billions. Why these motherfuckers are making millions? Yeah
2: yeah literally uh one had to borrow two billion plus I think and lost it like within hours because of of what was going on uh yeah, hedge funds get screwed, but you know getting old like we we are chad uh yeah. we get to have the benefit of of hindsight, and you know you and I remember the the nineties and the dot com you know bubble and how crazy shit was when yeah Ameritrade and e trade and everything else and this this isn't gonna end well. I mean, it's already down fifty some percent today. I'm sure it's like it's going back to ten, five dollars. Uh so people are gonna get hurt. It's gonna get it's just fucked up. It's gonna be it's it's kinda of funny and, and people got rich, but there's going to be some people holding the bag that aren't real happy about it.
1: We're talking about hedge fund people who are already millionaires as it is. And for me to feel sorry for them, I'm they're talking
2: about bad. Robin Hooders that are retailers that are people at home and see this shit going on. And Robin like Hood's a
1: scam, by the way. Well, we can talk about that <laughs> later, but that's, I mean, that's where I think we really need to take a look at how, you know, we, we obviously do business in the market. We can't allow the Robin Hoods of the world do, to, to do that, selling short is just to me fucked up anyway
2: and you and I clearly aren't competent enough in this area to do a show on it but yes we wanted to mention it because it's really fucked up I'm going to mention something we do know a little bit about Uh, hats off to our buddies at Jobvite uh, who who introduced a free Job description helper tool called the Job Description Grader. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you need some help with your job descriptions, particularly when it comes to bias, go check out Jobvite's new tool, the Job Description Grader. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think this is great for town acquisition to be able to put it into a third party because we've been telling hiring managers for years their shit sucks, their requirements, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, so it's a couple of different things. First and foremost, you already know that your shits, your your job descriptions suck. Now you can yep. show the hiring manager you can hopefully work through something. But what I want to see Jobvite do, Amon Brar, I know you're listening. I want you to acquire somebody or at least partner with somebody to fix this problem, showing us that the shit sucks. And the UI is really cool on this grader, by the way, showing us it sucks is step one. Let's get to that next step, because this is the basic foundation of where everything in hiring starts.
2: And with his extra money left over, he should buy a podcast. I'm just saying, you know, I I know I know a guy. That's a good good idea. uh, another quick shout out for me, uh, and that's that's it for the intro here. I wanted to just point out, you know, LinkedIn, and we got to talk about LinkedIn on every oh show, and we've already got Indeed checked off, so let's get <laughs> LinkedIn checked off. I noticed on LinkedIn today that their analytics or their views of your posts on on LinkedIn are much more robust than they used to be. And I've always thought that it was good that LinkedIn showed you how many views your post has gotten, your video or your share. Mm-hmm. Something that sets them apart from other uh, social media networks. So now, if you click on that, it shows you what company, what title, where and where in the world they came from. So it's just a nice little shout out to LinkedIn for giving us a little bit more data. I think it's, I think it's nice. Transparency is a good thing, Joel. It is, and not enough people practice it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Topics. <laughs> Baird gets bought. Whew. Baird Recruitment Marketing Company that, yes. by the way, is like a 100 years freaking old. <laughs> yes. Family business. Yes. uh Shamrock Capital, which I, I guess is a bunch of leprechauns, came in. Uh, <laughs> L.A.-based investment firm, acquired Baird. Uh, again, I said family-run since the 1920s. Baird, who both of us have friends and people we know really well there and, and have been working for a long time. They have companies like LL Bean, Walmart, pfizer's clients. Yeah, uh, they told customers that it would be business as usual, which is what they always say. Uh, but that customers will benefit from Shamrock's support and expertise. Shamrock has quite a portfolio of media companies, so they do have some core competency here. Mm-hmm. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Shocker. Uh, Baird employs about two hundred folks. According to LinkedIn, Uh, my source says that this was mainly a timing issue. Uh, Apparently, the uh, the founder's son had recently passed away and the time just sort of seemed right to do a deal. And and Shamrock seemed like the right company. So from my from my sources, uh, this wasn't a fire sale. This wasn't a shit's shit's going down. It was sort of like timing. Right. Partner seemed like the right time.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I do I I'm not exactly sure who passed away, but I know that uh they the, the families had a, a hard, you know, twenty twenty and that and and that is unfortunate. Our condolences go out, yes. no no question. Yes. This is awesome, I think, from Baird's standpoint because you have this capital investment that's actually there. Uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, I did hear that it de- it definitely was not a clearance rack deal, which is awesome. Right. So that you know, from my understanding, they got uh, they got uh, some good multiple on it. Good. Uh, but but overall, I mean, buying an agency is buying people, and buying those people is really related to buying the portfolio. So yeah, they do have great logos. They really don't have any tech, right? And if you're a tech company, then your multiples go up dramatically. So they're not really a tech company. Yep. The hard part here is if people walk out the door, especially the ones that are not in leadership, but ones that are very integral to uh, the, the portfolio, that mm-hmm. could go away quickly, so yep. hopefully that doesn't happen. But that's the the volatility of buying an agency is right in your face.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I love the the wording on the press release. It was a partnership on all the uh, on all the literature, and then he got into it and it was like, "Oh, we've been acquired." So they're definitely pimping this as it's a partnership, and we're gonna go into this together, and we're gonna we're gonna benefit from all the things that Shamrock uh, brings to the table. So I was trying to keep score. In the past couple of years, we've had Arland off the board. We had NAS get acquired as well. And I I know I'm missing one or two, but do you think the the trend of acquisitions in in the agency space are any telltale signs uh, for what's going on?
1: Obviously, hiring's down, recruiting's down, COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we're seeing a lot of infusion of cash in this in this area because everybody anticipates it's gonna come back because it is. Yeah. So this makes sense. Again, I think that having more capital in Bayard's corner doesn't hurt. It's just again, mm-hmm. it's one of those things you're 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 balancing against volatility. And when you have technology, it's not as volatile. Right. And it it is an asset that you will keep. It is yours versus talent, which, uh, again, it's it's not always there.
2: Yeah, we've we've always talked about sort of the, you know, the the timeline of agencies and from the days where they could just answer the phone and get, you know, 20 grand for a display ad in the New York Times are gone. Yeah. And the type of person that 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 sold that is gone and the person that is selling, you know, high tech solutions like they are now are really skilled salespeople. And uh, you could argue for sure that that agencies are more important now than they ever have been because of the complexity of, of buying now and, and what tools should you be using. So, yeah, the people are super valuable. So in terms of acquisitions, acquisitions of these companies, not just the portfolio, but also the the salespeople and the people, they are really, really smart, And really, really, really bring value, I think, to the acquiring company. So yes, yes. hats off to this to them. And congrats, Baird. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. That their CEO said he would not come on the show <laughs> because he, he wants to keep a low profile, which, you know, agencies love low profiles. So uh, why, why come on and do some media? Hopefully he'll change his mind about that. He's
1: on a beach with a little umbrella <laughs> drink right now. He
2: doesn't want he wants nothing to do with you. Geez, man. He's going to be in the Bora Bora bunker with us next week yeah. uh, on the show. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go from an acquisition uh, that we like to maybe a, a brand change that we're not too excited about. What the hell did TMP do last well, this week? Well, first off,
1: I think it's very Very important. Now we talk about history here. So in 1967, Andy Mm -hmm. McKelvey founded the Telephone Marketing Programs, which is TMP, right? Telephone Marketing Programs, uh, a directional marketing company focused on yellow page advertising for large multi-site clients. So in, in 93, McKelvey then Partnered with Don uh, Tendler to launch the recruitment division of TMP. That happened in '93. In '95, they bought both the Monster Board and Online Career Center. Smashed them together in '99. Uh, but before mm-hmm. that, they went public in '96. 2003, they were rebranded to Monster Worldwide. So there's been there's a lot of history that's here. Yeah, uh, we say that Baird's been around almost a hundred years, right? What we've seen with TMP is this uh, a huge evolution, name changes, people. I mean, it's just it, again, it it's a big industry leader that has turned into uh, more of a tech company, or they've tried to become more of a tech company. Yep. On. Facebook and this, I thought this was interesting. Uh, in a private group, about 150 people voted on a Facebook poll and 90 of them voted. I don't care. <laughs> you voted that you hated it. So why, why do
2: you, why, why did, why did you hate, why do you hate it? Okay, well, first of all, kids, this is why you listen to the show, because the historical breakdown that Chad just laid on you is priceless. Like you're not going to get that on any other podcast. So I just want to first off say that's why you listen to the show. Um, Why do I hate it? Uh, First of all, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I don't really know how to spell it. Um, And and, in the CEO, uh, Michelle Abbey's post on LinkedIn she had to, like, show you after the name how you pronounce it, um, which is never a great sign when you have a new brand and you have to, t- like, show people how to say it. So from that viewpoint, I think it's, it's challenging. Again, your history lesson you gave, I'm going to give a little history lesson of my own. And you and I went down the same path as, as contrast to the TMP thing, which I don't know as well as you. Mm-hmm. You and I both remember New Coke. Yeah horrible idea one of the best known brands in the world changed the recipe changed the branding what happened right it it was fucked up even they even used coke in the brand they went back to coke classic and now it's back to coke uh i'll go i'll go a little bit closer to uh present day you may or may not remember that netflix launched quickster about (laughs) 10 years ago quickster was going to be their streaming service. Well, everybody hated it and the backlash was really serious and the stock went to shit. So they said, no, we're just joking. We're not Quickster. We're still Netflix, right? They kept the brand. Um, Brands usually change when there's something really bad that happens. Um, You might remember the WorldCom fiasco uh, Anderson Consulting that did the books on that deal uh, Mm. was kind of a brand in the shitter. So they are now Accenture, right? So brands usually change when they're just bored and have nothing to do. And marketing says we need to do it. And then they either regret it or it's, it works out pretty poorly in most cases, or they're in the shitter TMP. I don't think is either one of those. Uh, So I'm generally against brand changes. I don't think anyone knows what TMP stands for, except you and maybe a few other people. Um, I get the I get the idea behind it. The CEO said, quote, you know, why did we decide to change our name? It's simple, really. Over the past several years, our business has seen tremendous growth. Growth is not a reason to change a brand. But anyway, both through organic means like our unified platform and through strategic acquisitions around the world. Radency. I am saying that right. Radency represents the full integration of TMP worldwide, AIA worldwide, Pringo, CKR, Carve and Maximum combining the best technology solutions and talent under one global roof. This allows us to simplify our story, eliminate brand confusion. You didn't eliminate brand confusion lady and take ownership of all that we do. That's why I hate it. Hmm. Well,
1: I say haters gonna hate in creating, <laughs> creating a word for a global brand uh, instead of finding a word that's already in use. Cause I know we talk about that. Why don't we just find something that's already in use? well, it might be smarter than you think to make up your own damn word. There are two hundred thousand English words in the dictionary, about two million registered companies. Not to mention, you have to be very careful about how how these words translate into different languages. So overall, I think coming to a, a new I'm sorry, name is, is TMP offensive in Asia or something? No, let me finish. <laughs> That's why AIA is in is in the UK right? They can't use TMP because there's already another TMP. So legally, what they have Ah. to do with Carve, what they have to do with Maximum, what they have to do with all these these logos. And this was an issue that I had earlier on when I thought they were having a Sybil moment because they could not really consolidate a message into one brand. Now they can. And from my standpoint, the only con I see here Is that radency sounds like agency. Yeah. And Michelle and team want to move away from being seen as an agency. They want to be seen as a tech organization. Why? Because when they sell this and they're going to sell it, when they sell it, the multiple is going to be so much higher as a tech company. So why pick a name that rhymes with agency? That was really my only con. I think them bringing everything under one brand, like Symphony is 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 doing, uh, is incredibly smart and necessary if you want to
2: grow globally. My con is that the M and TMP doesn't stand for Montel. Oh yeah. All right. Damn. This one came came over the the wire today. Before yeah. we, we did the show. So we don't have a ton to say on it. No. Uh, but Workday acquired people analytics and engagement tool. peacon. on... Not like pecan pie, but like pecan you. I guess I don't know. I'm I don't, I'm sure I'm saying that right, but it's a little confusing. Uh, so Pecan was founded in Copenhagen in 2014.
1: Love that. Place. Uh,
2: they've raised a shit ton of money, 68 million. So this is kind of a COVID work from home play, <clears throat> without the ability to have face to face meetings with employees. Managers have struggled uh, throughout the year working from home, and the trials and tribulations of the last year have affected the workforce. So Pecan elevates employee engagement, inclusion, and growth with an all-in-one employee success platform. $700 million. That's a lot of money, Chad.
1: That's a lot of money. The only thing I think is the biggest con about this is it's with Workday, and Workday doesn't integrate (laughs) anything well. I mean, that's the problem is, you know, Workday has this, this arrogance that, you know, we are all things to everyone. Have you ever tried... Talking to one of their fucking reps. I mean, they are the most ignorant about our industry, but yet the most arrogant. It just drives me fucking crazy when you strike start to talk to them about, okay, usage for multiple platforms, even with point solutions, you guys have to do better with regard to integration. And they just don't, they don't fucking get it. So I think that if Pecon was actually bought by somebody else who gave a shit about experience and integrations, it'd be great. But I think Workday has money to throw around yep. and that's, that's what they're doing. They're looking to try to increase wallet share in a shitty system.
2: Well, you know, who doesn't give a shit about that? The investors in Pecon who got yep. 10X their money, uh, which is great. Good for them. Yeah, uh, work Workday is not really a uh, the poster child for for solid uh, acquisitions and integrations. <laughs> My viewpoint of this is like, here comes the snowball because we've been talking about work from home companies all year, getting a ton of money. Like this is the trend, and Workday basically just set set the price for these companies, and so I wouldn't be shocked if you start seeing the dominoes. Uh, Companies like remote and other companies that we've talked about, they've gotten money this year, uh, getting gobbled up and flipped. So that was that was my take from this is that Workday broke the seal for acquiring um, work from home companies, I guess.
1: (laughs) There we go. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating?
2: <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho
1: references already? Anyways, uh. Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data
2: to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey Get ready to use today's tech to drive
1: efficiencies and productivity. Visit texkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm,
2: nachos.
4: (laughs) You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on Earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner.
2: Oh, how much do we love Sovereign, dude? How can you not love Sovereign? Everyone knows that's listening and listens to us, knows about the Pappy's giveaway, uh, we've talked about it, and we went to Robert, CEO of Sovereign, and we said, dude, we want to keep the party going, and we want to do more bourbon. We know we can't do pappies, one, because we can't find it. Uh, it's, it's not exactly like you go to insane. your local That's liquor store, and it's, and it's expensive, so... So Chad and I had an idea of saying, why don't we do like a blockbuster thing? Blockbuster. They used to have people's names and they would choose movies. Some would be into like rom com, some would be into horror movies, et cetera. So why don't we say, why don't we do like a Chad Ch- Chad's choice and a cheese choice? And so every month we're going to pick a lucky winner. You can register if you haven't already at Chadcheese.com/slash free Put in your information, and Chad and I are going to pick a bourbon of our choice or whiskey of our choice, send it to a lucky winner, and then we're going to do a Zoom tasting uh, with the bourbon and have a good time. So, Sovereign, hats off to you, baby. Keeping the party going in 2021. And they get two bottles of bourbon is what I'm hearing. Deuce. Holy shit, that's awesome. So so awesome. I want to do some buy or sell. Oh, buy or sell love us some Barcel. All right, first up in Cell, we have Teamflow, a name that's easy to pronounce and spell. Uh, <laughs> they've raised they raised three point nine million for what it bills as a quote virtual headquarters mm-hmm. to engage distributed teams in work. Based on the screenshots provided to TechCrunch in an article, it presents as a sort of visual intranet like a floor plan that would lead a user to rooms to collaborate, chairs to have a chat, an area to collaborate on different apps and so on. Feels so if you've if you go to the site like you have a picture, profile picture, you have a little halo that shows where you're going. They sort of replicate your office and people that are in it. You can walk around and if you're in the bubble or the halo of someone, you connect with them on video, I think. So it's sort of like Second Life. <laughs> meet Slack or something like buy or sell.
1: Yeah, fuck. This one is hard, dude, because I believe companies will like it more than employees, but companies are the ones who are buying. Setting protocols, that kind of shit. I I don't Mm -hmm. like it because working in a distributed workforce means I'm knocking out work at eight o'clock at night. And this Mm -hmm. type of platform makes me feel like I need to be back to my nine to five clock, right? Yeah. So I think it's trying to bring the 1950s style of punching a clock into a virtual environment. To me, this is a big sell.
2: Yeah, to me, this feels like the new ping pong table. Like it sounds really good in theory. But no one plays it because if you play it, you look like a slacker and that you're not working. So to me, if you're just like bobbing around on team flow, bugging people and talking to people like someone's going to ask, why is why is Jimmy <laughs> always, always just pimping around the office talking to people on on team flow? So to me, sell. All right. Next up, we have we have Clubhouse. So not specifically a recruitment tool, but this thing is all the rage uh, on the internet. So this is a San Francisco-based audio social network. Uh, They just raised $100 million by uh, Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, They have a billion-dollar post-money valuation. So I have downloaded this. Hats off to Amon Brar, who we've talked about. He actually sent me an invite after I joined. Nice. This is a little bit like if you envision a conference – and you have people talking about whatever, and then people can join and listen in. They can ask questions. They can they can follow or connect with other people that are in the room as well as other people that they know. Topics range from you know marketing to Bitcoin to whatever. Um, you set your interests, so they send you little alerts about topics that you might be interested in. I just I'm gonna I'm leaning sell. But it's really early to tell because I've only dug into it twice. My Make problem, a decision. My pro- All right, I'll sell. Uh, so, my problem is, and I'll regret that for the next year, but I think five years from now, I'll, I'll be proven correct. So, one problem is scheduling this is really hard. So, it's not an on demand thing, it's not like a podcast or even a, a video on Netflix. Like, right. you just sort of have to go in and be part of it if you get in the middle you're kind of screwed like i missed i missed it and i don't know what's going on connecting i don't know how that's going to work like just because i follow someone i don't know if eventually i'll be able to talk to them or we'll have a group that we can all talk together i've seen uh personio who we talked about i think last week yeah uh they actually had a little thing about recruiting and tips and whatever so brands are going to be all over this i'm sure but for me it's like just just do a podcast and talk on that and have it on demand. Have people subscribe if they want to hear your shit. It is kind of good for just, uh, I just, you know, I want to see what's going on in Hollywood. And, you know, Jared Leto's on it and Oprah's on it. So I guess there's some some popular pop culture thing going on. But I don't know. I don't think it's – it reminds me of, if you remember, about 10 years ago, there was a site where you could DJ. Do you remember this site? No. So. So there were like five DJ tables. There were different rooms with different kinds of music. And if a DJ spot opened up, you could take it and play songs. And each DJ would play a different song. And you'd have little icons in the crowd bobbing up and down. And those were real people. And they would listen to songs. And it was really cool at first. And then after a while, it's like, well, I can't decide what song comes on. And I don't know. what. Like So it was a cool discovery techie thing. And it's gone now. I think, I think. Clubhouse is similar.
1: This is a sell. I think it's overinflated already. Uh, I'm a big fan of audio because it's portable and it seems like, you you know, this is a situation where you don't. You don't want to be portable and distracted. I mean, listening to a podcast, mowing the lawn, in the grocery store, on the Mm -hmm. treadmill, that's typical. It's shit I do all the time. But trying to engage in a conversation by being portable, it sounds good, but Mm -hmm. overall in practical experience, it's just not going to make sense.
2: Yeah, and there's also issues with and you and I understand this doing a podcast is that the quality of the sound is really, really important. And trust me, Clubhouse is a variety of quality of sounds, right? People who are on good stuff and people who just are like who knows what the fuck they're on. They're in some bunker somewhere. So anyway, all right, two cells on that. Let's get to the last company we got multiverse. Yes. Uh, they just raised $44 million in a Series B. They've raised a, raised a total of $64 million. Their goal is to match young and diverse talent with apprenticeships, uh, multiverse positions, apprenticeships as an alternative to the traditional graduate path. Buy or sell?
1: Buy, buy, buy. Companies should be manufacturing talent themselves in this manner, but they aren't. And this is a much easier way for them to execute. So big names are already backing the initiatives and big names are already using multiverse. We should be doing this already. We're not. This is a plug and play environment. Go fucking do this.
2: Yeah, big, big uh, buy for me as well. Look, you know, we're going to talk about with the Democratic led government about raising the minimum wage and, you know, the the path to getting a job. And, you know, when you and I were getting our first job, like entry level and minimum wage was it was a stepping stone. Right. And you went on to the things. Well, the world is different now. You have gig economy uh, dynamics that come into play like. The career path for people is much different now. Not everyone wants to go to college, obviously, and to have a platform where you can have like just an old school apprenticeship to learn welding or whatever the hell you want to do, I think is incredibly powerful and will be a, a, a fantastic funnel into the real world and getting real jobs for people that, you know, want a second a second option in terms of uh, their career path that doesn't include, you know, college or the, tr- the traditional, traditional route. So two, is that two cells and a buy? Yep. Four cells. yeah Yep. Yep, okay. yep. Sell, sell buy baby. that's a good, that's
1: a good way to, uh, to get into our next segment. Yes. Are you going to buy or sell <laughs> Google thinking that they can just go ahead and quit Australia? We're, All we're right. Gonna let's
2: get it on. You
1: can you can't quit me, Google. You can't, can't quit me.
2: Yeah, this is some saber rattling shit. Uh, <laughs> now, keep in mind, Australia is the size of Canada, which is the size of California. So, I, you know, it's not a huge, huge battle, right? This isn't the U.S. banning Google, or, or it's not know, about China's. Australia though. None of this right. is about it, Australia. It, look, this is this this is the first line of defense that mm-hmm. Google has to make to basically fend off every European country, probably a lot of other countries that say you need to pay to play. And if they don't take a stand in the first battle, countries are just going to roll over and get in line to to get a check from Google. So they they have to rattle the saber. And I, I tend to think that they're willing to f- fuck over Australia if it means they don't have to take on – Germany and France and all the all the other countries. that oh, But would.
1: they will. But they will. And that's the thing is as soon as they pull out of Australia, there's a vacuum. What's next? They pull out of the UK. There's a vacuum there, which means Google is not going to be the prominent player. They already own 90% mm-hmm. of the traffic in Australia. They pull out. And they try to go back later. Will they get that back? Not to mention, you are allowing competition to come in and prospectively just start to own what you've owned before. This, to me, again, is saber rattling, but it is. I mean, it's it's not going to work.
2: Yeah, there's a good chance that the blueprint for this was the whole Uber uh, employee categorization of workers. they got to spend and $200 that, right? million so, to that, though. So Uber, yeah. So Uber threatens to leave or close shop in, in yeah. California. They pay a bunch of money to to lobby and, and market as to why you know a law should be passed. There'll be certain... Certain uh, politicians that come to Google's defense and say, "Hey, there should be they should be able to operate," but like, let's 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 compromise, and there'll be sort of a surface level compromise of what Google has to do. Australia get paid a little money. People will wet their beaks a little bit.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Facebook is already. Showing that they're going to outflank them in Europe, in, yeah. your, in the UK. Yes. So the thing is, Google is trying to do this bullshit saber rattling while Facebook is showing, okay, you can go ahead and do that, asshole, but guess what? We're going to come in and take your place. Now they're not a search company, but it doesn't mean that a search company can't fill that void as well. Facebook Mm -hmm. with the news and then a search company comes in or maybe who knows, maybe Facebook starts to do search well because they currently suck at it.
2: Yeah. And frankly, Facebook needs to do news well and they need to make nice with like legitimate news sources and content. So, you know, they don't want to relive the Russian uh, Trump fiasco that they've been through the last couple of years. And and repeat that. So, yeah, this is super interesting. And this is going to lay out sort of the future of of both these companies, the Internet and how they engage with society as a norm. I'm really interested to see what happens with uh, with Section 230 and whether that gets revoked here in the States and these companies are treated more like media companies as opposed to just you know, dumb pipes that, that flow through content. And I got to think they're going to be, they're going to be on the side of media and that's going to bleed into, into everywhere in the world. And they are prepared for it. I think I stand behind Australia. Ozzy, 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 Ozzy. 90% of the world's venomous animals, by the way, everybody. That's that's what you get here. Facts on Chad and Cheese.
3: Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job X to be your force maximizer. Automate the the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management, so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X dot com.
2: I, I want to close this show feeling good. Can we do that? Ooh, can we do some feel good? Little, feel goods? Little, little good feeling time. So uh, Adam Gordon, massive fan of the show. Oh, yeah. Arguably our, 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 our best fan in Scotland, I think. Our biggest <laughs> fan in Scotland. <laughs> anyway. It's his birthday this week, uh, Yeah, 44, 46. Something. I thought it was 74. He's yeah. not? No? He's, yeah. Okay. The, 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 anyway, I was going to make a <laughs> kilt joke, but it was inappropriate because we're feeling good. We're going to do a feel-good show. All right, so happy birthday, Adam. Uh, also, Allison Holbrook, uh, one of my buddies from Boston, she is now the head of marketing uh, at Beamery, uh, who Ooh. we love and, and hopefully... We'll be great at and lastly, uh, this story was on as I was eating lunch today. So in Oregon, there was a huge snowstorm and a major traffic jam, like stop traffic. And there were there was a healthcare truck that was delivering vaccines. Yeah. And the vaccine was gonna go bad because of the, the traffic jam and the stall that they were on. So they literally got out of their health whatever healthcare vehicle and started vaccinating people that were in the same traffic jam instead of having the vaccine go to waste. So I thought that was a real feel-good story. Way to go, Oregon. That is awesome. Way to go, humans. Way to go. That's good stuff. And that leads us to some good stuff recruiting on one of our favorite apps, TikTok. Everyone's been asking, how can I use
1: TikTok for recruiting? Nah, not really everybody. But anyway, we found a winner. Rather... Rick Carsley found a winner, and then he shared it on LinkedIn. A Costco worker explains on a TikTok video how you can work at Costco and make really good money in detail. Mm -hmm. He's real. He's authentic. And he answers a question everyone who's interested in prospectively working at Costco Mm -hmm. wants to hear. As we ask ourselves, how do we use social media to be able to connect with people? This is it, people. People be real give them give them the the real information be authentic about it don't bullshit them i'm yep. thinking of tony as he's mixing paint i mean that's what he loves to do and it comes through in in paint mixing which just blows my mind just do what you love and get it out there in an authentic way
2: yeah, that's Tony's exactly who I thought about. And if you haven't heard that episode, uh, go to the archives. It's a great story. So this is this is not a Costco account. This is not any sort of official Costco approved account. Um, this guy works at Costco. Apparently, he he TikToks about working there and his day his days at Costco. He took Q and A from folks. Someone asked what it's like to work there. He talks about compensation benefits career path again this is not a Costco account yeah but Costco apparently has at least uh, at the in this instance empowered employees to talk about the job um, this guy's doing this for free companies need to really rethink about social media and what they empower their employees to do because it's a it's a tale of two stories the Sherwin Williams where they fire the kid who has a million plus you know followers and, and viewers on posts yeah and Costco, who apparently is empowering uh, this user to talk about the company, show what he's doing throughout the day, and obviously a great recruiting and branding, uh, employer branding tool. So feel good at Costco Amen. and, and try the salsa if you ever, if you ever go to Costco. It's, <laughs> it's solid. Trust me. Try the salsa tub. And try the Montel you're Tyler here while you're at it. Let's have Montel. this take us out, Chad. All uh, when day long. We out. We, do we it. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, Let's
1: go. Well, all right. Uh, I wake up, I check my phone, no one got back to me. I applied for 30 jobs, even feline delivery. So what's the hold up? I'm holed up here out of scratch. Perhaps there were attachments I forgot to attach. Or let me guess, you need a cross reference, another reference is cross reference at best. I ain't applying for your C-suite sheet, so why you need 12 weeks to get back to me? Cause your application is under review, along with 99 more, and they ain't under Come you. On. Plus, Derek's in here talking shifts again before his two-hour lunch with Carl and Tim, and then half of my time I gotta be out on the floor, doing someone else's job I hired someone else for. You sure you wanna hire 44 more? walk right out of the door. Finding work is too much work.
2: Trying to get a good job is so berserk.
1: I'm Rory from Scotland, the country which brought you electricity. Thank you for listening to podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant! They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all they talk about nothing. Not on the NT. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you
4: listen to your podcast. We out. You've got questions, we've got answers.